Hello, friends, and welcome to the Mr. Maxwell Podcast. So I've been dealing with vertigo for a few years now, and as with most things that become a part of my life, I wanted to learn more. Now, I'm not a doctor, obviously, so please keep that in mind. I'm just a guy who gets dizzy and likes to look things up and read medical papers. See my sources. Um, if you go to my blog, links should be in the bio. Actually, I don't think there is a link in the bio to this podcast. I don't know why I said that. Um, but if you go to my Instagram profile, Mr. Underscore Maxwell 16, go ahead and follow while you're there. There is a link tree in my bio that'll take you to my blog, and all the sources for this podcast are there. Anyway, and of course, talk with your doctor or a medical professional uh, for more information before you make any decisions about your health. All I'm hoping with sharing this information with you today is that you learn enough to ask questions of people smarter than me. All right, so what is vertigo? Well, basically it's a feeling that you're dizzy or that the room is spinning. Remember that feeling you got as a kid when you spun around too much and you could barely walk in a straight line? Okay, I am oversimplifying a lot. But to me, that's what vertigo is. And that's how I personally experience vertigo. Uh, You may also deal with tinnitus, and I'm only bringing that up because they both deal with your inner ear. Uh, You know, tinnitus, the annoying sound that no one else can hear that makes you feel like you're going crazy. Yeah, anyway, that's just a side thing. But there does seem to be more than one cause of vertigo, and I'll go over a few that I found. One cause for vertigo that I found was called benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. And if I'm mispronouncing that, please forgive me, also known as BPPV. This type of vertigo is usually triggered by how your head is positioned, and can happen due to movement like sitting up, rolling over in bed. If your eyes are moving in a weird way, abnormally rhythmic is the official term. That could also be problematic. Apparently it's not serious, but obviously it can become serious if you fall over or if it never goes away. Another version that I found, um, it's when it's caused by an inner ear problem. So conditions like Meniere's, Meniere's, Meniere's disease, I'm probably saying that wrong too, or vestibular neuritis or labyrinthitis, which is a really cool word, but it sounds like that'd be a horrible condition to have. Um, So I definitely don't want to make light of it, but it is a cool word to me. Uh, Any of those could be the cause of that, of an inner ear problem that creates vertigo. And I'm definitely out of my depth when it comes to those conditions, but it does seem to deal with either fluid buildup, inflammation, or nerve damage with the inner ear. And this is definitely where you need a doctor or a nurse or a smart person to weigh in. The third cause is one that I'm more familiar with, and that is autoimmune disease. Both the cochlea, which deals with hearing and tinnitus, and the vestibular system, which deals with balance and vertigo, can be affected by autoimmune diseases. And there are several hard-to-pronounce autoimmune diseases that directly affect the inner ear, so I'm not even going to attempt that. But others, such as systemic lupus erythematosus, which is what I have, can also be a factor. And this can manifest as vertigo, the dizzy thing, general imbalance, motion intolerance, or more. And that's where, when your white blood cells start attacking healthy cells, well, they start attacking the healthy cells in your cochlea or that deal with your 
whatever I said is your inner ear balancing bit, vestibular system, there it is, um, then it can manifest as tinnitus or vertigo. I don't know why I'm bringing tinnitus up. I think because I'm dealing with tinnitus today, so it's hard not to talk about it because I'm thinking about it and I'm talking about my ears. <laughs> anyway, uh, my guess is if your autoimmune disease is directly related to your inner ear, you're probably dealing with these problems all the time. It probably never goes away. But if you have a more, I don't want to say generic, I just mean like a non-specific autoimmune disease. And for example, lupus, I don't consider it a specific autoimmune disease because it attacks different systems in my body. And it's kind of like rolling dice. I never know what I'm going to get when I end up in a flare. And so it can be more random or episodic if you want to use smart people language. Uh, it just means it can happen randomly. It could be for a short time or for a long time. It just depends on how long your flare lasts. I'm not going to talk about treatment because, again, I'm not a health professional, so I don't want anybody to try something that could be harmful to themselves. Like, I had a situation where I needed a, um, or I was prescribed a steroid, and it specifically said on the label not to take it if you have lupus. So not knowing your pre-existing conditions, and if you don't know your pre-existing conditions, having some random person with a microphone telling you what to do is, in my mind, very stupid. I think that people just throwing remedies at other people is tricky when you don't know, if you don't know what the whole situation is that you're dealing with. So I'm not going to tell you what to do about it for that reason. But hopefully this will help you when talking with your doctor about what you're dealing with. Like, you know, like think about it. Is it episodic? Does it happen all the time? Does it last for a moment and go away? Like those kinds of specific language are very helpful when you're trying to talk to your doctor about something that you're dealing with. And that is why I wanted to share this information because sometimes when you know just enough to explain it in a way that the doctors can do something with it, you're more likely to get results. I personally have noticed when I have a condition that my doctor never takes seriously, it's because I don't know how to explain it in a way that helps my doctor know that it is a serious problem. Anyway, I found learning about this to be very helpful. Um, I highly recommend going to my blog and following that to find some of the sources um, and definitely talking with your doctor or a healthcare professional, somebody who really like lives and breathes this stuff to get a better explanation of vertigo, its causes, and hopefully help you figure out what you can do about it. All right, friends, it is time for your next adventure. I'll miss you. Cheers.